Hello, everybody. This is the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I'm your host on this ride, William Key. Sorry about the fact that I've been off for about two weeks. Uh, Last week, I just was not in the right headspace to make a uh, podcast, and I'm going to explain a bit more of that later on. This week, I've sort of been running on autopilot, and I actually am going into this with with a lineup that doesn't have any actual stories. It's going to be more just sort of personal discussions, uh, updates, and stuff like that, because I don't know if I've done an episode like that in a couple of episodes. As I mentioned in the past, I like to take a, a break from time to time, um, sort of a mental health break, um, and that's why like there wasn't an episode last week. This week, I'm kind of coming into it, and... My productivity um, and my motivation to sort of do my research, get stuff done, to book guests, all that stuff has just kind of dwindled. Last weekend was, uh, it was a lot. I, I was dealing with uh, some, some personal issues. I, I don't want to divulge too much, but it basically amounted to just that I, I was not in the right headspace to be able to come in and record a proper episode 32 of the podcast at that time and some time has passed since then and i'd say i'm in a bit better of a headspace but this week i've been at work i'm back on nights um and like i mentioned productivity motivation has kind of been down uh and i I have to admit i'm back in this sort of phase where i'm watching way too many try not to laugh videos I don't even know what it is, what my obsession of it, of with these videos is. I think I just like to get a good laugh um, once in a while. Um, just like to be entertained from that aspect. So I'll watch like reactions. I'll watch try not to laugh videos. And then I'm thinking to myself, now my feed is just filled with this stuff. And now I can't escape it. It just chases me all over the place. And now I have to work on sort of building my feedback um, to get proper videos with a little more context, with a little more meat to them, because reaction videos and try not to laugh videos are basically cash grabs for, for um, using the word react or try not to laugh. There's no actual meat or potatoes to any of that stuff. You're not getting anything other than a good chuckle here and there when a funny video pops up. Um, Maybe a good chuckle at the way somebody else laughs. Nothing really entertaining. And of course, in the past, you know, in in my prolonged sort of discussion with myself about returning to YouTube, I was like, oh, I could totally do this. This is easy. Well, of course, anybody can do a reaction channel. Look at how many reaction channels are out there on YouTube. You just search reaction and you're going to find a bunch of faceless, nameless people who have built up this following and built up the subscriber base around reacting to other people's content. Um, and some people are more successful at it than others, but it's, oh, it's the easiest way to get a quick amount of views uh, by just mooching off of somebody else's content. So I, I basically, if I also want to waste time and procrastinate, that was sort of the best outlet for me. But I really need to stop because a couple weekends ago, I'd say just before the recording of episode 31, I actually went back to an old uh, work back calendar that I had built when I was working for the Real Estate Council in Ontario. Um, And it's a calendar that I actually had built for myself on my old Outbreak blog. I sort of redid it 
sort of front front dated it to 2021. Each month has I, I filled in the months, I cleared everything, and I would like to use this calendar. It's not a Google calendar. It's sort of like a Microsoft Word calendar. And I want to use this to sort of book in deadlines for myself, um, like rough deadlines for things like blog posts, uh, podcast recordings, editing, booking guests, just doing work for myself. Because I, I feel like if I don't set any rough deadlines for myself, I'm not going to get anything done. I've been doing really well at showing up every week around the same time to try to record an episode. If I can pull together a couple of interesting stories throughout the week, I have enough to talk about on my own and I don't necessarily have to rely on other people to show up. Like I said, at the end of the day, the Outbreak podcast has run specifically as a solo podcast, but I've also wanted to get into booking guests because I find that if I do the same thing over and over and over again, I find I start to get a little bored. I have a very short attention span that way, and um, this goes back as far as even the work I did on my old YouTube channels. I was always trying different things to see what worked based off of the success I'd see other people doing it. Um, and there's certain areas that I feel I could contribute uh, or could possibly do that. Uh, like I said, I've, I've discussed with myself returning to YouTube. Um, at the moment, that's not really in the cards. So I might revisit it maybe just before the end of the year. But for now, I really want to focus on booking guests. I think I've been talking about this for probably more than half of the lifespan of this podcast. I've only had one guest appearance, um, and that was early on, I think, episode three when I had Nolan on. And I've really wanted to branch out and interview different types of people. I've ha I've had sort of internal struggles and battles with myself about oh will that will that take away from the theme of the podcast, which has been around talking about gaming, movies, films, and that sort of thing. I'm not afraid of it necessarily doing that because I'm not by by naming the podcast the way it is, it's not st specifically tied to gaming, movies, film, uh, in the title. So the Outbreak podcast is more the brand itself. I could make it whatever I want to be. If I wanted to switch to talk solely about beauty products, I could totally do that. If I had an inkling of idea about any of the beauty products out there, but I don't. But if I ever wanted to talk up to a guest, perhaps, about beauty products and stuff, then that would be an outlet I'd take. I, I keep thinking back to the tagline I use at the beginning of the podcast where we discuss creativity and the great beyond. And it's basically, it's a tagline that I've used and I, I've, it's a very rough tagline. I, I sort of built it off of my old Stardust Drive tagline and sort of tossed it in. Whereas the second tagline about discussing gaming film, Dark Quarters of the Internet reigns true. I haven't really had an, an opportunity to discuss creativity and the great beyond. And that just basically great beyond doesn't talk about like the afterlife. It doesn't talk about space, not necessarily. I'm just talking about everything else out there tied to creativity and everything else around us, any sort of topic. So I think that while yes, I do have a uh, specialty in talking about gaming and film and entertainment news and internet stuff, I would absolutely love to challenge myself to continue to push to push myself to reach out and just network more. This is something I've been struggling with, and it ties back a lot to sort of my internal struggles that I've been facing, a lot of personal issues, and a lot of just 
battles with myself. As I mentioned, and I may have mentioned this a little while ago, I've actually returned to therapy. I had my first session last week because uh, I've been experiencing a ton of stress and anxiety um, around the birth of my son, but also um, my current living situation, new responsibilities at work. And it's all these different things that I haven't had a chance to talk to a third party about. You know, I've, I've kind of lived it with my wife and everything like that, but uh, to hear it from from a third party, somebody who's not directly involved in the situation, to give sort of constructive feedback on how I could approach it has been very helpful in that way. And I've learned that I need to stop and sort of take stock and, and appreciate what I have around me right now. So what I've been trying to do to get myself into a better headspace is my form, I've, I've always had struggles with the idea of meditation. I do practice it from time to time. I actually have the Calm app, uh, and I try to do videos a couple times a week. I can't really commit to it every day. I'm trying to where I can, because it's only about like 10, 15 minutes a, a day. I've even set an alarm for myself. But I do, if I ever feel, feel myself getting anxious at all, I uh, try to stop myself, try to bring up a number of things in my life that I'm grateful for. And it sort of pulls me back in, pulls me back into myself uh, because I, I let the, the, anxi the anxiety of things sort of bottle up and then it starts to take over my brain and it starts to brainwash me. Um, but then when I start to, to ground myself by saying, okay, well, I'm grateful for my, be my beautiful, loving wife who's very supportive of me. I'm, I'm grateful for my son who is a happy, healthy baby boy. I'm, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head and food to put on the table. I'm grateful for a well-paying job that allows me the freedoms to be able to not only not have to work on the weekends anymore, uh, but also gives me time to and a space like an office space that I can actually record this podcast. And I'm also grateful for the fact that I've committed for this long to continue to do the podcast by myself. Again, just saying all those things. Um, and you know, once in a while I try to come up with a couple of, of new things to be grateful for every day has really helped me sort of zero in on what has been bothering me. Uh, but also it helps me to just focus my attention on something other than the stressor, whatever that may be. Everything tends to set me off sometimes. So I try to just take a deep breath. If I can, take myself out of the, out of the space and just start counting my blessings. That's what I've been calling it. Another interesting thing that happened this week, I actually just got my first dose of the COVID vaccine. Uh, I, had a, um, I got the Moderna vaccine on Wednesday. I was worried about, oh, what the side effects might be. Uh, what if I have an allergic reaction? Yada, yada, yada. All the anxiety stuff, you know, the typical stuff that the people are experiencing. I didn't know much about Moderna. Frankly, I didn't know much about any of them. I was told that it was either going to be Pfizer or Moderna. My wife went the week prior, got Pfizer. I got the Moderna one. The worst that I felt was like a bad pain in my sh in my shoulder where the shot was like the day after. But now like the pain is starting to dwindle away. I've also been experiencing really bad allergies, uh, and my allergies are really bad this time of year as well, seasonal allergies. So any symptoms I may have been experiencing could have been masked by the fact that my allergies were also kicking my ass to 11 uh, while I was at work. I was literally, my, my nose was dripping like a faucet. I was sneezing 11 or 12 times in a row. My eyes were getting puffy. My throat was getting itchy. Every, it just sucked. 
And of course, I'd be sitting at work, don't have my medication on me uh, for my allergies, and I'm like, I just want to die. I just want to die. I, you know, crawl in a hole and die. So getting this COVID vaccine, I feel, is my first step towards normalcy. And here in Ontario, actually, I think the last time we talked about this, they were shutting everything down. And then they were kind of scaling back. But now it looks like they're starting to try to push the vaccine out to more and more people. I was even reading somewhere that some places are allowing preteens 12 and over to get the vaccine. That's amazing. This is like that 12 to 18 bracket, I feel like, is our biggest, our more at-risk uh, group. The more vaccines we can get out to people, the quicker, the, the quicker we may get to sort of a normal life and hopefully reopening the country as we know it. Uh, my wife actually showed me something very interesting the other day as well, and it got me thinking back to when we got engaged. So we were living in this place in um, a small town just outside of Toronto. I'm not going to name the city because that would dox me. But the home that we were living in, uh, we were renting this place. You know, it was paying about 1800 a month, you know, plus utilities. It was a nice home. We could barely afford it. So we got out after about a year because the landlord was selling the home. Then the new owners actually came in, purchased it for, it was about 430K, I believe. And they, we didn't know what they were doing with it. We saw some, we drove by it all the time. It's like basically down the road from where we live. They've been doing some renovation work to the outside. So we've seen some obvious changes on the outside. But now we actually got to see pictures of what it looks like on the inside um, on the selling page. And it, it looks, it doesn't even look like the same place. It's beautiful. And I'm like, wow, I would want to buy this back. And they're selling it for like 730000 So that's like double what they paid for it, which is amazing. It's a good location. Uh, and honestly, I wish I could buy it back. But it's, that place kind of stressed me out just because of how close it was to the downtown of that area. Um, and how noisy it was. We were right next to the train, so that wasn't very ideal. Our cats were stressed out all the time. But some, we had some good memories in there. That was where my wife and I got engaged. And I, I was thinking about my engagement story because I was so stressed out the day before. I actually asked her parents the day before. Um, it was my, I got engaged to her on the 13th of July, which is two days after my birthday. Uh, and I planned it that way because I knew she wouldn't be expecting it. And my sappy comment that I made afterwards was, well, I don't really need anything for my birthday, but the only thing that I would really like for my birthday would be if I got engaged to the love of my life, right? How sappy is that? But it worked. Uh, so uh, our one friend, Remy, uh, I basically I went up to him the day of and asked him if he could do a uh, video recording of the actual engagement. If anybody's interested, I have the, the video somewhere. It's on my Facebook. But... We had about 20, 25 people there, family, close friends, all that sort of thing. And the idea was that Remy was going to gather them all into a photo, a group photo, and Sam and I were going to be in the front, kind of kneeled down. The idea was that Remy was setting the camera up for this group photo, but he was actually recording. And so while we were getting uh, set up, I was down on my one knee, kind of in the pose already. Um, and I had to pull my wife in front. Like she was the last one to come out because she was inside cleaning and I was, we were all waiting for her. And then she was like, why are we kneeling on the floor? We should be at the back because we're taller. And I'm like, just, just come here. And of course I'm sitting there with my one knee on my one knee. And this box that I had to ring in was massive. And I was having trouble getting it out of my ass pocket. And I was 
like shaking trying to get it out and my wife's like why are you shaking and then all you see in the video is I pull this box out and by the time I had struggled to get this box out which was like a full minute of me struggling to get it out I had the ring out and I didn't have anything to say I was just like surprise <laughs> and she's like are you serious are you fucking serious um and I'm like yeah and, and I'm like so <laughs> I didn't I didn't ask her anything I was like will you marry me <laughs> I didn't have any like cute sappy like speech to give or anything like that because I put all my effort and energy into trying to get that goddamn box out of my pocket but she broke down and cried and, and we got it on camera and everybody was clapping and laughing and and cheering and it was amazing and that moment lives on in our memory. And all of our friends comment, would comment for the following years and they'd be like, that was, that was such an amazing video. Like, what a great idea. And I'm like, thank God, because like, we'd been talking about potential ways that we could possibly get engaged and stuff. I know it's not really a discussion that a couple has together of like, oh, what's your perfect ideal way to get engaged? I was just kind of like, I want to do it when she least expects it. And why would she expect it on her birthday? Because that seems kind of obvious, right? Like for her to expect it on her birthday, perhaps on a holiday like Valentine's Day or Christmas or something like that. I'm like, but on my birthday, when everybody is supposed to be bringing me presents, I am getting the greatest gift of all, which is an engagement. That Nothing has topped that since. Not even, not even all the money in the world could never top that day. That was amazing. I mean, the wedding was great too, you know, but even so. So I want to give a quick update on my gaming right now because I've, I've been trying to find time here and there to, to play games. Uh, so whenever I'm looking after Finn by myself and my wife's out at work um, doing work things, I pop on Ghost of Tsushima and I'm trying to push through. I finally got to Act 3 today and I think this is the last act of the story. Probably going to be another uh, 8 to 10 hours of playing if I'm, you know, maybe six you know it depends on how much time i give myself because this week i i think i allotted about like three or four hours total this week to playing it and i pushed ahead pretty quickly so i might be able to get to the end fairly reasonably uh if i give myself another week and a half to two weeks uh, and find the time to do it but now the story's getting intense now and i was thinking about how this game has you know and gamers are are very adaptable uh, and and a game like this is no exception because you have to think I the, people love to play the Call of Duties the Fortnites but then you got to adapt to a game where you have to be patient and you have to be stealthy and you have to guard and dodge a, at the right time and like play with swords and stuff like that and those games never were a draw for me but I found that like the longer I've sort of lived in this world, the better and better I've gotten at sort of adapting to the control schemes. And I think that's something that only a hardcore gamer can really do is be almost like a chameleon and sort of be able to shift from one game to the next and sort of adapt the controls here and there. Regardless of what the story of the game is, the story beats are relatively similar across most stories like this. And I won't divulge too much into the story unless like I can beat it in the next week and I can talk about it on the next episode. But let's just say I'm at the, the point where I'm basically I hit my lowest point and now I'm about to move on and go and, and attack the final boss. I'm, I'm very close. Like, like I said, probably another four to six hours, maybe eight to ten, depending on how much time I allot myself. And if I don't do the side quests, which obviously I'm going to be doing side quests, like I'm, I'm very OCD like that. 
um, and very ADHD. I could be in the middle of a mission. All of a sudden, I can see a fox den. And I'm like, oh, I want to follow the fox. And I'll follow the fox and, and worship a shrine for like two minutes. And I'm like, oh, shit, I was in the middle of a mission. And then I'll keep running. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I could write a haiku right here. Like, And then I'll go and I'll my character will drop all this stuff, write a haiku and get a headband. And I'm like... Okay, I've already I've been distracted two times and I'm supposed to be doing this important mission on the path, but everything around me is distracting me. And then I want to discover more of the map because there's more icons that show up. Very much in the realm of Skyrim, where it's very open world uh, and there's plenty of things to explore. Um, and you don't necessarily have to follow the main story right away. You can do side missions and stuff like that. Play it at your own pace. Uh, those are the types of games that I really love. I've got to be Ghost of Tsushima Shun because... I mean, Resident Evil Village just came out. I don't have it yet. I'm probably not going to get it for a little while. But I've got so many games in my backlog that I've also got to play, including Dead Rising and Oxenfree that have been sitting on my downloads. Fallout 4 and Infamous Second Son are sitting on my shelf. And then all those uh, uh, play-at-home uh, indie games that I downloaded, like Enter, Enter the Gungeon and Thumper and Abzu, I've got to play all those ones as well. They've all sitting in my downloads, and they're all waiting to be played. Uh, and eventually maybe go back to play Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. So probably don't need to buy anything right now. I've got plenty of stuff to play once I finish up Ghost of Tsushima. There's there's not really much more to say. Um, it's just sort of been a semi-eventful week. Uh, lots of stuff to sort of discuss with myself. Played a lot of games, so that was good. It sort of helped to peak my mood a little bit. But... The main thing I want to focus on is starting to book guests for real. And I know I've been saying this for like months, but I've got a plan and I literally just need to click a button. I need to, to build a draft of an email or a message. And I just need to start reaching out to people that I really want to talk to. And I think I'm just nervous because I'm, I'm worried that the interviews aren't going to go well or my setup is not going to be ideal or I'm not going to get a proper recording. It's going to be, I'm going to be afraid of wasting somebody's time or I'm just worried that people won't want to talk to me because my podcast isn't big enough or something like that. And these are all just internal struggles that I have to overcome. Uh, just drum up the courage to just be like, if you don't ask, you'll never know at the end of the day, right? It's, it's that Wayne Gretzky quote that I go back to where you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. It holds true in life as well as hockey. Anyways, that is the end of the podcast today. Thank you for tuning into this sort of life update, game update, talking about my stresses and, and daily struggles update. Guys, if you want to head over to my blog, wkey.wordpress.com, I will occasionally post feature-length articles, news pieces, general opinions on anything I find interesting. So long as I do build my calendar around it, I will hopefully get back into blog posting in the next couple of weeks. Over on the socials, you can follow this podcast on Facebook, facebook.com backslash the Outbreak Podcast. On Twitter, this podcast's handle is at Podcast Outbreak, but I do encourage you to follow me on my personal Twitter, at Will Key. That's where we can have lots of fun discussions. Uh, on my Redbubble store, you can search William Outbreak. That's where you're going to find the Outbreak Podcast Redbubble store. Discord, you can see it in the link in my link tree. Actually, if you go to linktree.com backslash the outbreak podcast, you can join my Discord server there. Just because I don't have my own personal link because I don't pay for Discord Nitro or however else I get it. Uh, if you haven't already, please drop a review or like and subscribe to this podcast. We're hosted on podbean.com. 
but we can also be found on anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, which I hope is me. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Player FM. The list goes on and on and on. Thank you guys so much for listening and have yourselves a great night.